gentlemen, welcome to the LA Comic Con 2018 edition of the Nighttime Show! With us, as always, we have our head writer and evil villain, Matt Walker. Come on, give it up for him. I am the voice of the nighttime show, Mike Black. We have very special guests with us today. We have from Mr. Pickles and Trip Tank, David Stewart and Will Carsola. Yeah, 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 yeah. From Green Inferno Project X and motherfucking Death Wish, Kirby Bliss Blanton. Oh, yeah. The producer of Final Destination, Nightmare on Elm Street, and Friday the 13th, Brian Witten. And our host, terrifying just on his calorie count alone, Stephen Kramer Glickman. Oh, brother. Well, we are uh, excited to be here. This is going to be a lot of fun. And uh, I'm a big uh, horror fan. Uh, Who else here is a big fan of uh, horror films? Yeah, right? Well, we're uh, we're very excited. Uh, I'm going to start all the way at the end uh, because there is a, a cartoon show uh, called Mr. Pickles. It's on Adult Swim. I believe it's in its third third season. Third season. And uh, these are the two guys that created it here at the end, and it's fucking terrifying. Uh, <laughs> can you tell our audience a little bit, how did this show uh, get developed? How did you guys create this show? Uh, well, Will and I have been making like videos and stuff together for 15 years, and... Uh, we were actually doing live action, and Adult Swim came to us, and we're like, you guys want to pitch us some ideas for a TV show? And we are like, cool, we'll pitch them some live action ideas. And uh, then they came back, and we're like, you guys want to pitch us a cartoon idea? And we're like, and we don't make cartoons, really, but okay. We made some little <laughs> stuff here and there. But uh, yeah, we pitched them Mr. Pickles, and they were like, let's make that a pilot. And we were like, ah. So what is the exact other ideas for for our audience that hasn't seen the show? What is the exact plot of Mr. Pickles? Wait, who hasn't seen Mr. Pickles? Yeah, who hasn't seen Mr. Pickles? I I will (laughs) fucking murder you. (laughs) It's like Lassie if the dog was a serial killer, basically. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) but uh, there's only one person who knows that he's evil, and that's the grandpa. So everybody thinks he's crazy. (laughs) Great. Very violent. Like like Lassie. Lassie, is Timmy down the well? Oh, you pushed him down the well? <laughs> it's like that kind of vibe. Yeah. It's a fucking great Cutting show. Cutting off heads, you know. That's so, that's so much fun. people. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, Brian, uh, our, our dear friend Brian Witten, how are you, buddy? Good, how are you? Uh, Brian, uh, I know that, that uh, you, there was a, which studio did you run for a while? Which studio was it? Oh, it was at New Line and Paramount. Yeah, so when you were at New Line and Paramount, you uh, brought Final Destination to, yes. to the theaters. Yes. Uh, Friday the Thirteenth to the theaters. That was after, but yeah. It's around the same, around yeah, the same time, yeah. right? Uh, uh, Dark City. Yes. And all sorts of other stuff. What What is your little fa- Nikki? Little Nikki. Right. <laughs> That's a horror. That's kind of a horror Very movie scary. in its own way, right? The Wedding Singer. What? Yeah, The Wedding Singer. Um, uh, so you gave Adam Sandler a huge career, which is also a horror uh, film in itself. Oh, uh, what? I love him. Hey. What? Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, what in your? Uh, You're never going to his Christmas party again. Yeah, he's never going. Would, I'm not invited. I'm not invited to that Christmas party. First of all, Hanukkah party. What? That's what? where I met him. My kids loved him, and we were at the the, the Christmas uh, Hanukkah party, and they're like, "Oh, there's the guy from Big Time Rush." My kids don't talk like that, but 
<laughs> and then I had to go over there and see him, and that's how it I like that your kids sound like Adam Sandler. I was going to say, you sound like kids. My kids. He's the guy from... Yeah, by the way, if this is a good lesson for everyone here. If you're ever not invited to a party, don't go to it. <laughs> That's what I learned. Uh, I, I heard Adam Sandler was having a Christmas party, and I wanted to go to his Christmas party because I heard, like, Tom Cruise is going to be there, all these cool people. I, I wanted to go. I thought it would be really fun. So I, uh, I I asked around. I was like, does anyone know how I could get a ticket to go? And some girl told this, like, 55-year-old accountant that I had a crush on her. And so this 55, like, 60-year-old old Jewishy woman, and I'm Jewish, but she was like very like, very like a New Yorky kind of woman. She she uh, was like, oh, he likes me. I guess we'll go on a date to the Adam Sandler Christmas party. He can pick me up and take me for dinner first. And I didn't know this, and I had to pick her up and we get in the car. And she's like, don't you want to hold hands with me? And I'm like, who is this woman? And it was absolutely the most fucking horrifying night. And he walked up, he literally, she literally walked walked up to Adam Sandler and said, this is the man I was telling you about. And Adam oh Sandler went, he's a little young for you, don't you think? And then looked at me like I was just the biggest piece of shit ever. Did, you did, did she close the deal, Stephen? Uh, yeah, no, I, Are I, you I, and her I, she's my together? girlfriend. We've been together uh, eight years, <laughs> and she died a year ago. Um, that is, it's a horror film panel. Um, Kirby... Uh, Kirby Bliss Blanton uh, was in a, a film uh, called The Green Inferno, which is hands down one of the most horrifying movies I've ever watched in my life. Uh, I've seen it three times. Um, most of the time, when it's on TV and it comes on, I I can't I can't not watch it. Who else has seen this movie? Eli Roth's movie, Ooh, yeah, The Green in Inferno. The two in the back, one in the front. Two in the back, one in the front. By the way, the name. It's the name of my, another horror movie. Another horror movie. Oh dear God! No, you weren't. Not yet. That's a good title. No, be nice. Um, that movie is so terrifying. How did you end up getting cast in that movie, Kirby? I auditioned. No, I'm just fucking with you. Um, no, for God's sake. I know. I made it really difficult. Um, I, I mean, I read the script and it was terrifying. And then he said that we were going to actually go to. Okay, thanks, Matt. Sorry, bye. Um, then he said that we were going to actually go to the Amazon to film it. And that seemed like a crazy idea for me. We literally went to Chile and Peru and like these little tiny, like, they didn't have running water in these villages. We taught these, like, people how to act and be our extras. They were our cannibals. So um, that was the craziest part. Did they for me. know that they were playing cannibals? Yeah, well. Well, we showed them Cannibal Holocaust first, and they laughed at it. And I'm pretty sure after that, we knew that they could handle anything, because Cannibal Holocaust is a horrifying movie. That's and a basically, movie. yeah, this is our Real ode brutal. to Cannibal Holocaust. But we we didn't hurt any animals in the making of our film. Yeah, no, you did <laughs> just not. Just saying. Yeah, it's very, it's very. It's stupid. just, it's very gory. It's yeah. for sure very gory. But it also has one of like the best plane crashes I think that I've seen in any movie yeah no that plane crash is terrifying so. if you if you get a chance to tonight go home and watch Not it tonight. i think it's you don't have to no, watch it tonight it'll freak you out it's on showtime right now it's uh, is it? on demand it's on Should demand I? on showtime so residuals the residuals. <laughs> um they do eat a bunch of people in that movie most of them are stuntmen but it's cool it's yeah fun. no it's great uh dave uh and will quick question uh, it's a question for you guys and there's a question for all the whole panel up here when it comes to like horror and things like that 
When you were a kid, what was the thing that introduced you to scary stuff? Like, what what was your first experience with being scared or seeing something scary? Friday the 13th. Uh, right. The old ones, you know, like one, two, and three. I couldn't watch them at my parents' house, so I had to go to my friend's house. Oh, yeah. That's also where I saw Hellraiser. <laughs> oh my God. How old were you when you saw Hellraiser? I don't know, uh, eight, nine, something like that. Hell yeah. Yeah, that says a lot. That's the right age. That's, that's the right age. That's the right age. That's the appropriate age. Your kid's already missing out. Make sure he watches Hellraiser. All right, sir. Uh, hey. I think mine was uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that was, it just haunted me forever. My mom was like super religious too, and she wouldn't like let me watch. He man because of Skeletor, but then I could also I, go to the video store and rent like two horror movies at a time, and it was really weird. I don't think she knew what I was watching. That's so great. We'll yeah. get the kid a list of. of yeah, we're gonna movies. get your kid a list of stuff. How old? How old are you, sir, buddy? Eleven years old. That's about, right. That's about the right age yep. for for scary stuff. Have you watched any scary movies, kiddo? What's your What's the scariest? All right, you think about it. I'm going to come back to you. You better, you better have an answer. No pressure. No Critters pressure. You got, two. You got two minutes to come up with something. Um, Brian, what was what, a, what was a, a scary movie that you saw when you were a kid that affected you in uh, in in a, in a big way? Well, the one that really scared me was there's this creepy uh, Bigfoot movie called uh, like something at occurrence at. Boogie, Boggy Creek or something. And <laughs> I've seen the poster these, for that. These but hunters I was are of it. out in the forest and they're surrounded, and you just hear these Bigfoot feet. What do you say? Big, yeah. feet? big feet or big feet? That is big the foot? plural for Bigfoot. They're yeah. all over. Big feet. What is the pronoun? I don't know. The correct pronoun for big feet. But they're howling, and it just scared the shit out of me. <laughs> oh my and, God. and then, and then it was like we had back east the 4:30 movie in uh, New Jersey and New York, and they had like Invasion of the Saucer Man and. The original blob and all those creepy things, but I remember the invasion of the saucer man. There was this hand that was all it was just it was cut off hand of the uh, alien or whatever the creature was, and these, this couple was on a date and it was crawling up the back of the car and it just scared the shit out of me. Oh I had to God. sleep in my parents' bedroom. I was a wimp. Oh, yeah, no, I get that. <laughs> what about Kirby? What about you? Uh, what's a scary? Uh, what 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 got you into scary stuff? Um, growing up, I mean, I, I literally was obsessed with, this wasn't when I was little, but I, w I watched every single Saw movie it, that came out because I, uh, my birthday was right around the time that they always came out, so I would watch every <laughs> single one of those, and then, you know, I, I don't know, I love them all, I, I, I like the classics, I like Babadook, which is like a very strange one that nobody knows about, <laughs> yeah, Babadook. there you go, yeah, so, yeah. I don't know, I, I just like the obscure ones, I like finding the ones that, like, nobody knows about, too, but... I, when I was a kid, I saw Jaws. Uh, it was not Jaws. The it was Jaws three. It's the worst Jaws. I saw that in the theater. What Jaws three D in the theater. I saw it. Yeah, it was yeah. the one that took place He's in, in Florida the, in like the Sea World. Yeah, like in with the Dennis scene. Quaid, right? Yeah, with Dennis yeah. Quaid. Yeah. So I saw that movie at my cousin's house, and, and then Mario the next ben day, Peter. I was like, I was like maybe seven or eight years old, and then we went to uh, to what's it called? We went to the pool the next day, and I was like, <laughs> No way! There's a shark in the pool, and I like could not 
stop believing in my mind that I would see a shark underwater in the in the freaking swimming pool and I'd swim around and I'd see the like uh, the light you know the light in the pool and I would think it's the eye of the shark and my my mom literally was like you have to get back in the pool and she called me a chicken shit for not getting in the pool at like eight years old because I was too afraid to get in the pool long story short she was right she was right I am a chicken shit <laughs> Uh, and uh, yeah, it's always been uh, that sharks, uh, you know, and the thing about sharks is too, it's like Friday the 13th, you know, uh, that's scary because you know it's a guy and he's got an ax, you know, and there's, there's a possibility there could be a guy with an ax, right? Or Nightmare on Elm Street, right? The Nightmare on Elm Street is kind of scary, but it's like, you know, there's not really a guy with knives for fingers. But there are sharks all the time. There are sharks everywhere. So I just went, I had to just go swimming in the ocean recently in Hawaii. And I was in the ocean and my heart was pounding out of my chest because I kept thinking, I'm going to get eaten by a shark. I'm going to get eaten. And, and also, like, if anyone's going to get eaten by a shark, I'm very delicious looking. Like, I could easily be eaten. Yeah. I mean, more, maybe, uh, you know. Matt, no what one's was, eating Matt. No one's eating Matt. What was your scariest movie? <laughs> yeah, Matt, your, what, uh, what's your scariest movie? I used to watch a lot of the Elvira movies. Like, that was on here on Channel 9 in the afternoons on the weekends when I was growing up in L.A. And then there was one movie, I don't know the name of it, but it was about kids in a town, and they were somehow possessed, and they had creepy eyes, and they were just like, these people drove into a town, and they're like surrounding the car. Like, yeah, there's a million movies that are creepy kids like that. But I mean, it was like seeing that when I was like nine years old, and I was like, oh, children are scary. Uh, I'm, I don't want to go to school anymore. Kids scare me. The one I watched a bunch of horror movies when I was a kid because I had much older brothers, and none of that bothered me. What bothered me was the animated version of The Hobbit. When Gollum eats his finger, I was like, no, nope, done, turn it off. Yeah, no, you know what? Some of, one of the scariest moments I think I've ever seen in a movie is when uh, in, in uh, the never-ending story, when the, when the horse sinks into the, oh, yeah. the pit. Artex. That is a, yeah. dude, that, sorry for the kids, that is an incredibly <laughs> horrifying moment. Okay, that reminds you, uh, it's well, so sad. Well, Mike just mentioned reminds me one of the scariest things I've ever saw though was when I was a kid when I saw Watership Down the movie yes. for the first time. Holy shit! Did that scare the crap it's out of me when I was a kid? It's it's uh, a story about rabbits that kill each other graphically on screen, violently and bloodily, and it's awesome. And you should all watch it. Yeah, no, it's amazing. Thanks for the suggestion. Um, back to uh, back to uh, Dave and and Will. Um, what were you guys doing prior? What were the the projects you were working on prior to doing uh, this this animated show? Doing mostly sketch comedy. Uh, we did some stuff for Funny or Die, um, Comedy we, Central. Yeah, we wrote on the Swartzen show for Ten Time. Oh, that's a great show. We were on this really famous show called Stupid Face. Have <laughs> you ever seen it? Yeah, we did like three seasons on that. Did you guys do? Did you guys work on Trip Tank also? Yeah, we did some stuff on Trip Tank for the like, for the pilot. That's it's such a it's a, like animation such a rad weird thing because you can go so far. Like how do you how do you guys deal with that when it comes to this show? Like to get things to be scary or get things to be kind of horrifying, you could go you could go as far as you want. So like, what do you guys do to kind of make uh make it impactful still? You know, to still make the show uh crazy. 
We have to always just drink a lot of coffee and come up with new ideas. <laughs> yeah. um, Mr. Pickles has done some crazy stuff, so it's kind of hard to um, sometimes come up with newer, crazier stuff. Like, what's like some of the things that he's done that's kind of crazy? Uh, he uh, he cut the insides out of a man and threw his body in a pile of other bodies and then later learned that that man was the mayor of the town. And so then he pulled the body back out, made a skin suit of it, and uh, was stuck being the mayor for an episode. But he also doesn't talk. He's, he is actually just a dog. You know, he barks and pants and makes curious dog sounds. And uh, it, that's one difficult thing with Mr. Pickles is you know, he doesn't talk, but you still have to know what he's thinking and what he's doing right. so that's been challenging but uh there's there's always ways to do it we use the grandpa we use other people to kind of explain what he's he's doing <laughs> yeah uh, that kind of thing yeah um, so great i love that uh brian um walk us through uh walk us through a little bit of bringing final destination and some of these uh projects to the light like uh, pick pick you pick your favorite Explain, well, kind of walk us through it a little bit. Well, of the horror ones, the, the Final Destination one was the most, uh, I mean, they're all unique in their own way, but the, it was written by an assistant at New Line, and he wrote a treatment. It was like a 20-page treatment, maybe less. And it was about kids getting on a plane, and then same setup as the movie, but as the, it, the movie that was made, except that then death with a sickle, like death, like a hooded figure with a sickle, would stalk the kids and kill them, and I just thought that was the goofiest thing ever. <laughs> like, death is hiding outside the house, and the kids are whatever, and he comes in, and he's like, stop, and it was goofy. Yeah. And I kept saying to the kid, the writer, it, this is a great premise. Kid gets on a plane, in the scheme of whatever god, whoever, he has the power to get out, but to, to escape and live from the crash, but everyone else that came off the plane should have died. So death has to claim them, and the, and the writer... The, the, the assistant kept pulling death out more and more, so instead of stalking them in the house, he's hanging out outside and under the tree, and you don't sort of see it. And then it was um, Morgan and Wong who had done uh, the X-Files. They came in and they said, let's just get rid of death and make it a presence. So it became a supernatural thing, and they came up with the um, Rube Goldberg-esque kind of uh, deaths of all the, the kids. So it was, it was a lot of fun. And then another interesting thing was the end of the movie is totally different than the movie that you guys, if you've seen it, it was uh, finished because at the end of the movie, uh, there was a whole subplot with Devin Sawa and Ali Larder, the girl, where they, they have sex and they okay. fool around. And then at the end, uh, he dies, Devin Sawa dies, and Ali Larder's left the bad kid and she gives birth to Devin, their kid. Aww in a hospital and then you see like a fl like a feather or something something floating down and you're like oh that's the presence of Devin Saw and you watch the audience for the last 10 minutes in the movie and the test screenings and they're just bored to death and it sucked it was a horrible ending and then we reshot it all so that Devin Saw didn't get electrocuted and die he got shot back and that whole ending where they go on their trip we shot it, reshot it up in um, Vancouver Island, and it was like just for that one beat. Was, I mean, that one sequence was like a million eight just to shoot that. Oh but it was great. God. And then when we tested the movie, you see the audience. They go, "Okay, what happens?" And they're on the edge of their seat, and then the set piece and the sign comes down, and the audience like gasps. So we knew we had made it 
So that was almost like a a private uh, horror film for film financiers. For New Line, yes. (laughs) Yes. Isn't it so funny? Those I've, I don't know if has anyone here ever been to a test screening where they ask you how did you like the movie? Raise your hand if you guys have done that. I have. I lied. Oh my god! <laughs> I, I see it early. Yeah. I, I was in a really bad movie that Fox made, and I and I we had the test screening, and all the Fox people were there. And at the end of the movie, they said, "All right, folks, raise your hand if you think the movie was excellent." No one raised their hand. <laughs> In this giant theater. And it was packed. And they go, all right, raise your hand if you thought the movie was pretty good. No one raised their hand. They go, raise your hand if you thought the movie was good. Five people. They go, raise your hand if you think the movie was pretty bad. The entire audience raises their hand. And the executives from Fox stood up in front of the director and just walked out. And they were like, yep, this movie is dead. And, like, it came out on, like, you know, it came out on, like, Blu-ray, and that was it. Was it about DVD, straight to DVD? Right. What's it called? It's called the. It's called the forty-one-year-old virgin that knocked up Sarah Marshall and felt super bad about it. <laughs> Is that that's got the bought. actual title name? Yeah, that's that the full the title. title. That's the real title. It got distribution. It got distribution as, uh, as it's on it MTV was... in Canada like every yeah. week. Yeah, Comedy Central bought it, and they started it airing it in the middle of the night on Comedy Central. So I don't know what that says for Comedy Central's programming, but not much. Um, <laughs> Kirby, would you talk to us real quick about uh, when you were on set doing Green Inferno? This is it's such a it was a rough set, and I, I know that uh, something happened to you while you were filming it that was pretty brutal, um, and, and you got you got pretty... Yeah, would you mind telling them the story? I went to the Peruvian hospital a few times on that set, and no one spoke English, and all that. I came in, they're like, adios mio, and I know what that fucking means, and <laughs> I, um, I had bug bites all over my... Like, they were really bad, too, and I got an aller- allergic reaction to the bugs. I saw bugs there that were like bigger than my hand. But um, yeah, we were all having a really, really rough time. And we also, um, you know, being so far away, the food is different, everything's different. So like me going to the Peruvian hospital and like having to get a shot in my ass was nothing compared to the fact that half of the cast was like shitting themselves. So, (laughs) and then I actually had to do a scene in the movie where I shit myself, which is one of my proudest moments. I've seen it. It's incredible. It's great. And yeah, they're like, no, you need to be like sweatier. And like, you need to like, no, you you need to look angry. And like, like you guys stop. It's cool. Like I get it. You guys have actually been doing this. We get it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was embarrassing for like five minutes and then it made it like kind of fucking funny. Yeah. yeah, no, that was really great. <laughs> but like, when you got sick on like while filming, you guys are out in the middle of nowhere. How do they get you out of there? No, it was terrifying. One of the days where we were doing like the the like protest where we, it doesn't matter. But either way, uh, I got really sick and I was just like, "You're, she's just not going to be in this scene." Like, sorry, like Amy's gone. So I had to go to the hospital and it's like they had to like get a helicopter to like get us out of where we were and then go to this like tiny little um, Peruvian hospital and stuff and I was just like so sure that I was going to die. And we only got like service like on our phones like in certain places so I wasn't talking to my mom like for like a good week and when I told her that I went to the Peruvian hospital she was like so (laughs) worried because it's yeah it was it was a little janky but it was scary it was scary for sure. Yeah. Hey guys, uh, we're here at uh, LA Comic Con and we're having such a great time. And one of the cool things that we've been able to do here is give away 
amazing stickers to everyone that's come through yes. from StickerU.com. StickerU.com allows you to upload your logo or any artwork to the online editor, add text, borders, and order custom die-cut products from stickers to labels to decals, magnets, patches, badges, iron-ons. I mean, this is it's made for cons, Now, man. these aren't those lazy stickers that you stick them somewhere and they droop off no, right away. No, these are gorgeous, beautiful stickers. Or the color fades real quick. Oh, no, no. These are incredible stickers. They're top of the line. They're beautiful. And with StickerU.com, you can order any size, any shape, and any quality. Most any sticker size, guys, any yeah, shape? Any shape. We're talking, we have a sticker here that is absolutely enormous. Uh, literally, I could stick it to you, and it could be your costume. Uh, most sticker guys out there force you to buy like a minimum number of stickers or pages. But with I hate those guys. Yeah, no, with StickerU.com, there's no minimum. All right? You can do literally just one sticker. It is it's, there's so much fun. It's so much fun. Wait there's, a second. If I can, just want one you sticker. Can get one sticker of whatever you want in whichever way you want it. There's no setup cost. Unbelievable. Or die cut, die charges. Um, like the there's other There's no stickers. die charges? No, there's no die charges like the other companies. Uh, it's it's really incredible stuff. It's making those other companies sound like jerks. They are jerks. Uh, sticker use technology automates everything. And the moment you check out, uh, your custom manufacturing process is is initiated. How about I that? I love when things are initiated. <laughs> Me too. That's my favorite. Uh, when people think of ordering online, they uh, they think of ready-made products that are boxed up, shipped out as soon as the order transaction is completed. But Sticker U is way cooler because everything's at your fingertips, and you can literally you could go on your phone, you can do it on your phone, you can do it on your computer. You got to check it out, and it goes right. It's literally to your specifications. So literally, uh, literally. Not figuratively, but literally. Uh, so if you're uh, if you're around, uh, if you come to our shows, we're gonna have stickers for you because these stickers are amazing. Uh, check them out, guys. They're awesome. And whether you need new stickers for your laptop, skateboard, or as handouts at an event, or you're coming to an awesome con like LA Comic Con, this is the thing to do. You need to, uh, to check them out. Uh, stickeru.com. That's right. Uh, stickeru.com. Stickeru. Dot com. Sticker who dot com? Sticker you dot com. Uh, how do you, uh, Will, like, how do you, do, how do you guys know each other? How did you guys start working together? Because it uh, seems like you guys uh, are pretty much a team, right? We started, we met each other waiting tables. Uh, no way. <laughs> yeah, Where were you we're waiting like tables? 21, 21 in Richmond, Virginia. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, we, we started making videos really young. We actually like, went on this, um scavenger thing for some bar that they put on and and we filmed it and will and i just kind of like went next level with filming and and uh we were like doing some other projects and realized like we really like making sketches so we just continued making sketches and yeah just when, kept developing. when did you guys move to los angeles 10 years ago where did you move to like when you moved here echo park echo park Okay. Still, right. there. Still there. Still there? Mm -hmm. That's cool. That's, that's a great As our friend Mike Moratori says, Echo Park, it's called that because you can hear yourself scream when you get stabbed. That's <laughs> that is true. Which that is true. That is very true. Um, let's take, uh, guys, let's take some questions from the audience. Who's got questions? Raise your hand if you got a question. Yes, uh, bow tie. So what is the uh, say, best emotions when it comes to horror? What, what makes good horror? Uh, I mean, there's probably a few an answers to that, but... I think like the unknown is kind of scary. Well, yeah, probably one of the more horrifying things, like being in the woods and not knowing what's out there or what's under your bed or in your closet or coming to get you. Yeah, your mind makes up a lot worse scenarios usually. So that's what always frightened me about 
Friday the 13th when I was a kid, actually. Because I kind of grew up in the woods, and I would just walk around, (laughs) nothing to do out in the woods by myself. And then it would start to get dark, so I'd start heading home, and then I'd just... In my head, I'd hear, ch, 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 ch. Expecting Jason to be back there as I'm walking a little faster. Uh, so, yeah, I think that fits into the unexpected, the unknown. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, sounds that shouldn't be there. Oh, yeah. That are. <laughs> sure. Like, yeah. like I, I, I did, I produced a Chernobyl Diaries with my friend Orrin Pelly, who did, you know, Paranormal. Yeah, paranormal Activity, and you've yeah. Met him, He's you know. been on our show, yeah. But... He, he told me how he came up with paranormal was he had lived in an apartment where there was a lot of noise because there's other people in the apartment. There's constantly, it's never a quiet environment. Right. And then he bought, moved in, bought a house with his girlfriend and it was quiet. There was no sounds. And there were, one night there was a sound that shouldn't have been sound. Uh, and yeah. that inspired him like, what if this couple was living in a house that is supposed to be quiet and it wasn't? And that, yeah. But things like that scare the shit. I just always love the thing about Oren Pelham, who who created Paranormal Activity. He literally was is not a filmmaker. Like he worked in a where did, was he working? Programmer for he Sony. He was a software for, engineer. Yeah, he was a software engineer and was like, you know, Major what? League Baseball. I have an idea. I'm gonna go buy some cameras and try playing around and then he had to figure out how to cast something. So he like used Craigslist <laughs> and like he was doing like he he just came from nowhere and made that movie. And that movie made, you know, like $200 million, like something like that. It was insane. Steven, I just got here, LA Comic Con. The booth looks amazing. First of all, it's so professional. You have these big banners. You have the posters. You have the stickers. Everything is set up. You have those postcards, all the different stuff. How'd you get it to look this good that fast? I'll tell you what, you know, we we really did not have a lot of time to pull this thing together. And it came together so beautifully. And a lot of that really has to do with uh, with Overnight Prints. Overnightprints.com did uh, 4,000 posters for us and 1,000 postcards. And people have been lining up to get these uh, these posters. How and quick did they do those? Just with, within like days, within like a few days, they were able to turn around. I mean, overnight, they can do them overnight. We just, we knew that we had a little more time, so we sent them all sorts of stuff. But they- So uh, the posters we've been giving out, the, these movie quality, like high quality looking posters? Yeah. They did those that fast? Yeah, they did them yeah. overnight. If you needed like, a they, movie quality poster tomorrow, you could have that in your hands. Absolutely. Nice. And and the the prices on them are completely insane. Uh, if you use code NIGHTTIME, N-I-G-H-T-T-I-M-E, uh, posters are like $1.99 each. Postcards are 500, 500 4 by 6 for $19.85. And site-wide, you can save up to 91%. That's so a crazy deal. Those are that's You can crazy. bring them whatever you designed. Yeah. Get it put on a poster. They'll have it to you within a day or two, or what? Yeah, because well, we say they're overnight. It's overnight prints. Oh, so the whole thing is done overnight. Done overnight. Just yeah. upload the artwork, and you got posters the next day. What's What's really crazy wow. is too. It's like when you're trying to get more fans and new fans and introduce you know new fans to your project. And this is this is our passion project. That's yeah. what nighttime show is. So you know, but we want it to look as good as we possible. Want it to look we want as good want as, it to as look possible. Professional. So when you have people coming to our booth, go, what is this? What's going on? And you go, here's these gorgeous posters. Every single person wanted one. Well, yeah, so, and I've noticed there's all this competition. 
location, all these booths going, doing all sorts of stuff, lots of babes and whatnot all over the place. Yeah. And it still looks amazing. Yeah, no, this place is the best. But you overnightprints.com, you got to go check them out. Overnightprints.com. Overnightprints.com. All right, back to the show. Uh, let's get another question from the audience. Yes. Uh, back to the Future Part 3. Series movie that has recently come out. I just saw it, which was, it's scary, but fucked up is Suspiria. The new Suspiria is Ooh. so oh, twisted yeah. and dark. No, they, they, it's at uh, Arclight. Oh, okay. But, but that was, uh, the ones that scared the heck out of me recently were like Insidious. Like, I'm a grown man, and yeah. I went with my buddy to see the first Insidious, and his wife was out of town with his kids, and we went, and we were like, scared through the whole movie maybe i'm a wimp but we were scared and then we, we didn't want to leave the grove because we were too scared to go home to our places oh my god and, and and we were like we can't have a sleepover that'd be really dorky for two yeah adult men to have a sleepover so he went home and i obviously went home and my uh, house has an alarm where you could have like the motion sensors so you don't normally do that when you're home but I put like every fucking thing I could on. Like, like if a ghost triggers my sonar or whatever, oh it's not God. gonna. And then he told me the next day he left all the lights down in the hallway and it oh, scared sure. the heck out of me that movie. I saw Annabelle Creation and I was like, this movie is about a bunch of little kids and a doll, like whatever. And uh, that movie is terrifying. That is a scary movie. And, it, and what scared me so much about it is that they do. What always kills me is the character building in these horror movies <laughs> oh. that are really great where they like make you love these people and they they make them re they make you laugh. You know like they make you they or they make you feel for them or feel bad for them and then suddenly their life is being threatened. It completely yeah. changes the game. Like you have to have both or it doesn't it doesn't really work, you know? Uh, Kirby, what about you? Horror movies. Uh, Lights Out was kind of, I like like the suspense kind of thing. That was good. And then for me, A Quiet Place was horrifying just because I can't be quiet in films. <laughs> and um, just like eating popcorn, like every single, like trying not to chew it and like not make any noise. That was pretty, that was awful for me. Ooh, uh, Mike Black, a uh, good, good scary movie you've seen recently. I don't remember the name of it, but it's, uh, it came out about a month and a half ago. And it's called like Diabolical or something like that, where the kid is basically the Antichrist and his little sister gets her head knocked hereditary. off. Yeah, yeah. Hereditary. Yeah, oh, Hereditary. Yeah, that thing is messed up. When I bought a ticket for it, the lady behind the counter went, that movie ain't right. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, so it's good? And she was like, no, please don't see that movie. And I was like, oh, whatever. And so I saw it and I was like, she doesn't know what she's talking about. And about 20 minutes in, I was like, I want to go home. <laughs> and not so in like funny. a fun, funny way. Like a, I felt like a seven-year-old. I was like, I want to go home. I'm in, I'm in a bad haunted house. Oh, man. It's, it's a messed up movie. And it will terrify you, but not in a fun way. Like, you're going to have trouble eating for the next week. It's messed up. Uh, Matt, what's the last movie you saw that was scary? Uh, big time movie with oh, Steve. No, uh, screw you. No, you uh, I, I also oh, saw Hereditary, but I I was annoyed by Hereditary because I was like, why isn't there a fucking cop in this movie to arrest this kid for killing his brother? Wait, which movie? Hereditary. Some people may not have seen. I don't know. 
Hey, if you haven't seen it by now, pass. Oh, it's not by that the good. way, uh, Matt Walker has a website. It's called mattwalkersucks.com. That's a true thing. It it's really a real, and you can go there and say you can horrible Complain stuff about, about me. That's fine. Um, no, I mean, uh, I haven't seen any good horror movies in the theater in a long time because I, I don't go out to the theaters that much, but I did recently watch blanket. Cabin in the Woods again. <laughs> I, I hadn't seen it in a while. I watched Cabin in the Woods. And yeah. that movie is so good because it flips everything around. Like, it flips the horror conventions on, on their ears. So. That's a, just a terrific horror movie that I saw not that long ago, and I, yeah. I hadn't watched it in a while. Uh, we got we got time for a couple more questions, so if we're gonna do take a couple more questions, but quickly, Cora is gonna stand up. This is Cora, everybody. Everyone say hi, Cora. Hi, Cora. Hi, Cora. Cora has uh, pins. They are uh, enamel pins. Uh, they're from our podcast, The Nighttime Show. If one of you guys want them, waver over. She'll, you she'll, even if you just the guy in the back wants to see it, but just. Just take a look at them because they're really cool and they're glitter and they're glow in the dark. So go, what's that? And they're ten dollars. Go say, go say hi to the guy in the back. Uh, who's got a question? You. You got a question? Back to the Future. Yes. Ooh, a, in a pop-up scary movie, what's better? The, the suspense. suspense for sure. Suspense, right? Always. Suspense. It's like it's and the setup for the payoff. You yeah. don't have to set up. Yeah. I, I would say the sound and the music also when the pop happens is probably really really important. Yeah, and, that's true. And distracting. Uh, like, what's always fun is you're being led down a path with the character to yeah. think to go somewhere, and then bam. You know what I always love is when you have a scary, like, pow, scary moment, and it's immediately followed by a very funny scene where then, like, yeah. something very funny happens, and then we get another big scare. Like, I love when they do that. That's always really funny. Uh, yeah, yellow shirt. Yeah, Dave, Will, uh, when it comes to your show, what do you do for music? Um, this is a great question for Will. He's very music driven. Yeah, take it, Will. <laughs> well, I just I just pour through hundreds or sometimes thousands of tracks of music until I find the thing that clicks. And if I don't find it, I just stay late at work until I find it. And then you know, and we have a script that we've written. We know it's supposed to happen. But for me, uh, uh, editing is very driven by music, and uh, I have to find the right the thing that just paints the whole picture out for me. Now I know the angles, the shots, and what's going to happen, and something that's new and different than what we've done before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah please do. That's cool. He has offered beats and tracks for those listening at home. Uh, in the back row, yell it out. When it comes to Mr. Pickles, how many times has Adult Swim said, nah? That's the question. Adult Swim or S&P? Yeah. To us, they're kind of two different things. What's S&P? Standards, standards, standards and practices. Oh, standards and practices. Sure, okay. So uh, who, who is... Uh, I guess they're kind of the same. Who stopped you guys? Who stopped you guys? What do you think? Um, I wish we brought them to read all our notes from them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we have this weird thing on our show, like well, like Mr. Pickles is, uh, you know, humped a severed head and stuff. Sorry, kids. Um, <laughs> but we've learned from, like... You know, S&P was like, you can't do that. And then we were like, well, what if we put a little, like, bush in front of it or we something? We always find a way. Well, yeah, exactly. Not always, but usually. You just got to kind of keep kicking it back to them, and then they're like, no, no, no. And then finally, like, fuck it, just make it, guys. <laughs> one <laughs> of the things crazy. while we were trying to get a rating for the Green Inferno was because they wouldn't give us one. And uh, Eli says, just show him something, like, absolutely horrific, and then what we want, we'll get to keep. So then he ha That's showed something awful 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 yeah. and they're like i'm sorry we we cannot do that he's like okay great then i want to keep this this and this but we won't do that and that's how he got away with it yeah we, <laughs> we, we call that um 
if you want a, a cat, ask for a lion, and then you get your cat. There you go. Yeah, that's yeah. the the old uh, W.C. Fields. Yep. The old W.C. Fields story that Bruce, we had Bruce Valanche on our show and uh, on our podcast, and he told the story of uh, when W.C. Fields was working on a movie, he wrote into the movie a scene in which he's sitting next to a very famous actress, and, and, and there's, what's that, Mae West, yep. right? And she is sitting on a, a cat? Right, she's sitting on a cat in the car, like the like the cat is is like underneath her, and it's like jumping around. She goes ooh ooh, and he and and then the cat jumps up on her lap and then jumps out the out the door, and then he goes, my God, you're sitting on your pussy, <laughs> and and he wrote that into the script just to get cut. Like, he, they shot it and put it in so that he could keep all the other horrible things that he oh, wanted to put genius. in. That's, that's a true story. That's, that's a true story. Um, all right, let's get another question. Yes. Oh, a good scary movie that didn't scare us at all. Okay, all right. I, I went to see The Witch when it was in the theaters, and everyone said it was the scariest movie ever, and I, it didn't scare me at all. It was a brilliant movie, but it was more of a... More of a creepy, dready sort of story, but yeah. it was brilliant to me. But it was not scary. Yeah, like I, I love The Exorcist, but it never scared me at all. Like yeah. I just think it's a great movie, but I'm, I don't believe in possessions or whatever. So I'm just like, okay, it's cool to watch. It was entertaining. What about what about uh, what about you, Mike? I laughed all the way through Evil Dead, the first one. <laughs> yeah. Like I just thought it was funny. I was like, one of my friends was like, it's so scary, it's so scary, and I just couldn't stop laughing. I when, I, when I saw uh, the Blair Witch Project, at the end, there were no credits at the end of the movie. And I started laughing and applauding because I knew that it was a movie. And people were so scared in the theater. And I couldn't stop laughing because I, I was like, these people are geniuses. No credits? How the f did they get away with no credits? There's so many laws against them being able to do that. And I just could not. I, I was so happy. I thought it was so cool. Uh, Kirby, awesome. what about you? It's a good uh, movie that you did not find. Scary. I don't know. Silence of the Lambs never scared me, really. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just I thought, like I like the movie, but. It's the only what about thing. movies that weren't supposed to scare you, but scared? <laughs> <laughs> Watership <laughs> down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, the last wedding unicorn. Ah, uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I love uh, the wedding uh, singer. Uh, All right, we can take one more question. <laughs> Uh, uh, I love you, Michael J. Fox, but I'm gonna go red shirt. Red shirt. In oh my god, what a great question. A okay, so in the first Final Destination movie, who made the decision to name the characters after horror film directors? The writers Jim and Glenn. Very cool. They just yeah. That's great. That was such a short question. We can yeah. take Back to the Future 2, my favorite movie of all time, much better than Back to the Future 3. Fuck you, Matt Walker. Um, Rotten Back Tomatoes to disagrees. No, nope, nope, it's a better movie. Back to the Future 2. What is your, uh, what's your question? Ooh, oh, that's such a good question. Ba uh, uh, yeah, practical effects in, uh, in, in uh, movies, guys. Up to you. Uh, I'm going to pass. <laughs> um, I've got an answer. I would say the original Dawn of the Dead with Tom Savini's work. Um, fantastic when they use like actual pig intestines to have be like the insides of people and they were ripping them apart and it's just really well done for spending almost no money. Yeah. Um, and I used to hang out at the Monroeville Mall when I was in college. Mine is not a horror movie. It's a Ridley Scott film called Legend and the practical effects used to make Tim Curry basically the devil 
and the slimy ass witch in that movie is the best witch I've ever seen in a film. That was amazing. Yeah. Uh, I'd say uh, the movie The Thing. Ah, you took mine. <laughs> Yo, screw you, Brian. No, that's that is perfect. a it's a perfect yeah. movie. It holds up a hundred percent to this day. Those practical effects are incredible. And I and I also love. I mean, uh, The Shining. Some of the model yeah. work that yeah. they did on that is amazing. I would say. I mean, since you took that one, but right. like American Werewolf in London was awesome. Yeah. All the incredible. I don't know. Like it's so hard to think of. A, current movies that have used it, you know, to... Like, The Walking Dead is all practical effects, yeah. most of it, yeah. but... There's a lot of there's a lot of great stuff out there. We gotta take uh, we gotta uh, close this thing up. So let's start with Will. Uh, will you tell people where people can find you on the social media world? In the social media world, where can they find you? I think the only thing I'm on is Instagram. It's just my name, Will Carsola. Terrific, Dave. What about you? Where can people find you? Same Instagram, uh, day by Dave. Uh, and where does uh, uh, when when does the show air right now? Do you know what night of the week? Uh, nope, we never do. That's great. <laughs> I love it. We'll check it out. It's on Adult Swim, <laughs> Mr. Pickles. Uh, Brian Winton, where can people get you, buddy? On Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. Terrific. That's great. Um, under Brian and MySpace. Winton. Yeah, and MySpace. <laughs> and LinkedIn. Yes. And LinkedIn. Yeah. And LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Yeah. Uh, Kirby, where can people find you, my dear? Uh, just Instagram, Kirby Bliss. That's wonderful. Uh, Mike Black, where can people get you? At Mike Black Attack. That's right. And uh, Matt Walker, what about you? Uh, you can go to funnymat.com, links to everything there. And please check out the new Nighttime Show website at thenighttimeshow.com. Absolutely. Uh, you can subscribe to the podcast, The Nighttime Show. It's on all the, uh, the podcasty app things. Go and use your interwebs and listen to the show. Uh, we're at 120 episodes. If you live in Los Angeles, come to the live show at the Hollywood Improv November 17th, where our guest is Michael Dorn, a.k.a. Worf. Uh, is on the show, which is super rad, and a bunch of other fun celebrities will be there. December 15th, we got Drake Bell from Drake and Josh. Um, and uh, listen to the nighttime show. I'm Steven Glickman. You can get me at Steven Glickman, S-T-P-H-E-N Glickman, on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. This has been the nighttime show. Love you guys. Thank you. Buy a pin on the way out. Support the show. Love you guys. <laughs> <laughs>